Hello and welcome to the Damage Per Podcast. I am Jesse Bartell, the host of said podcast. I also run the Substack, which is um, part of this whole thing that I'm doing. I write about video game novels and I write about Star Wars novels. It's it's a really great time and it's been growing. And I, I'm, one of the things that's growing with it is this podcast. And I still don't know what this podcast is going to be just yet. I have some interviews lined up with some authors and some friends still. Um, but I don't think it's going to be like a weekly thing. It's hard for me to uh, get my writing done and work my job um, while doing all of this. So I'm going to try to make it pretty consistent, though. So we'll see what happens. Um, this week, I am joined by my friend Mitch Reeves. Uh, Mitch is, is, is a longtime internet buddy of mine, a sweet guy. He's, he's, he's a big, big video game horror nerd. Uh, someone who I uh, admire their taste. Uh, we, we, we have a lot in common and we've always been able to talk um, just about the things we like. And uh, so uh, I was very excited and eager to get him uh, on here for the for my first inaugural episode of the Damage Per Podcast because I, I, I just, I just want to work out some kinks and figure out what it's going to look like. And uh, he was very, very sweet and he said, sure, let's, let's give it a shot. And um, so here, so here we are. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's about a half hour of us talking just about games we're playing and um, movies we watched. I wanted to talk about books too. I got, I'm currently reading uh, Death Troopers right now, uh, Star Wars Legends Death Troopers, which is uh, a Star Wars horror novel that's quite uh, good for October, um, but it, it, it follows a prison, an Imperial prison ship that is, uh, breaks down and the only way for them to... Uh, get help is, is is this imperial star cruiser that they have to attach to and it turns out that there's this awful like virus turning people into zombies it's it's pretty cool um so i didn't get a chance to talk about that but we talked about some video games and some movies we watched and uh, mitch is a great guy he's he's just uh, uh he's got a great voice <laughs> you'll see i think listening to him is just really nice um and uh yeah so i really hope you you love what this is uh like i said i'm uh, i'm sort of just working the kinks out i say a lot of you know ums and ahs i don't have a real microphone yet like there's there's a lot of things that i need to work on to make it perfect but you know just sitting around and shooting the shit about things you like is is how i like to you know keep it you know if you're just in the basement with your friends and just talking about stuff um so i try to bring that feeling to to everything i do um whether it's my writing or um it's this i just i just hope people feel you know comfortable um, and uh feel comfortable enough to just talk about things they love which is really what i'm trying to do here so uh with further ado uh, without further ado um here we go here goes here goes the the podcast All right, so we are going to. Uh, I think I think we'll start with um, with video games, Mitch. Let's let's talk about video games. I'll uh, I'll go first, and uh, I'll let you I'll let you I'll let you pipe up with what you've been playing. But um, so right now, I just uh, just about finished a replay of Dead Space. Um, I'm doing a sort of like I'm playing the I've played the I'm playing the remake that they just recently put out this year mm -hmm. and I'm doing a, a write up about like you know sort of a nostalgic 15 years of like where you know how far the game has come or how you know how similar it is in you know after 15 years um and I have to say like it's it's really fascinating to me that um third person action shooters I just have never felt so unique like I feel like that moment of time in like 
you know the the mid aughts that like there was like they're come up with like really creative ways to create like the third person shooter and this one was like well you can't really just shoot the you know the the zombie aliens the xenomorphs or whatever they are right um a bunch of times to kill them you have to dismember them to like get their health down or whatever and i was really like it's really interesting and they do so much with the controller scheme too which i thought is still really cool like you have the stasis where you can freeze them and then mm-hmm. you have the um you have like the kinetic thing where you can like throw things at them yeah. and it's all done you know like just holding different triggers and pressing different buttons and uh it just still feels refreshing all these years later I think what doesn't feel refreshing anymore, though, is that there's a ton of backtracking in that first game. So, yeah. like, so like for like you play it like the first six hours, and you see pretty much all the Ishimura, and then it's like, okay, well, we're gonna just kind of make you bump around the Ishimura, and like do like do like just go back to these places you couldn't get to before, and it has like that Metroid Prime kind of feel to it, but it just feels a lot more backtracky than I remember it. But yeah. with that said, like, it's still such a good like and of course the remake or the remaster ever looks better you know it sounds better and you know plays better in general but like just the um just the level design and and the enemy design is still so refreshing even after 15 years it's it's pretty crazy i mean you you've you've played the dead space games i assume yeah oh absolutely yeah i i remember buying the first one the day it came out and just because that's survival horror is such my jam Mm -hmm. and i was just blown away by it and but you're right like the the fact that it's almost all in one locale kind of kind of forces i feel like that backtracking a little bit and mm-hmm. that's why i think i like two a little bit better yeah uh, it really opens things up and stuff like that but that's that tends to be the way it works you know with these sequels and things like mm-hmm. that um but i also love just the fact that it became such a thing like mm-hmm. animated movies there were comics you know there was all this stuff and then you know you get the on rails shooter on the wii like just the yeah. fact that that dead space became such a huge IP, like out of nowhere, it felt like. Yeah, I think what was it Dead Space Extraction, I think was for the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty tight. And 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 you're right, like there was a lot of media tie-in. There was two books, uh, one of mm-hmm. which was written by Brian Evanson, who's a very, very good like horror writer who's still around. And uh he did the first one, and it's really good. Like he they they did a lot with that property. And I think eventually what happened is that EA just did the EA thing. And it was around the time where they really destroyed their, their IPs where they were like, well, now you have to pay for multiplayer and it has to, you have to play multiplayer to like see all the other levels in the game. Cause I think in dead space three, like I like that game, but yeah. it's definitely like an action RP, like an action shooter, you know, and they yeah, did the same thing with mass effect with mass effect three, but they were like, yeah, multiplayer, you're going to pay for it. Right. And we're going to force you to play it. <laughs> And we're going to take away from like the main story elements. And I think, you know, they eventually killed it, which is sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they maybe make a new one. I don't know. how. I mean, I feel like the remake did pretty good. I, I own it, but I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Which uh, if we're going to talk about games a lot here, uh, you'll hear yeah. that a lot from me. <laughs> what's that? Uh, Wait, what, what? what's that? Sorry. That I, that I bought it, but I've yet to play it. Um, I keep buying shit. And all I play is Destiny, so <laughs> but I'm like, I have to buy this stuff, and um, like I had to get the Dead Space remake, and I do wait for sales typically, but uh-huh. my backlog is insane. Wait, I'm so sorry. So, have you played the Dead Space remake yet, or no? You just haven't. no, I no, I bought it. I just haven't played it. Oh, okay, got it, got it. It's <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say it's very much worth your time. It's it's uh, they added some extra things. It adds some like side quest shit in there that just 
it it doesn't really add anything. I think they're just kind of trying to add to the time value to the game. It's because it's really not that long. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so yes, I think it's it's very much it's good good time of year to be playing it. I feel like, and especially with headphones, the the sound design they did on it is just it, it gives me the creeps. Oh, like oh my god, <laughs> I mean there's there's plenty of times in that game where I'm playing it. And I'm just like, I go like to turn around and then like one of those things are there. And I was like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like, like, like it's just, it's, it's, it still works. So uh, yeah. I've been playing that. I've been playing something else, but I want you to talk, Mitch. And sorry, you st- are, you're, you're still playing Destiny 2, the, yep. the Bungie MMO looter shooter yes. uh, extra extravagans of yeah. the century. Yeah. Um. What is, I guess we're on like year 11, if you count D1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play it every day. Um, I'm pretty addicted to it still. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season's been really good. They did a season of the witch where there's some stuff with Eris Morn and, and the hive. And we're still going after uh, Zivu and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a game that I, there has never been a game that's got its hooks into me the way this one has. Mm-hmm. I, I went from playing it with doing in-game stuff with friends every week multiple times a week so now it's pretty much just me and one other guy mm-hmm. uh, so i still play it every day like i'm just addicted <laughs> to it you know um my, my guardians my little characters you know they're very important to me i guess at this point because mm-hmm. we've been there so long and stuff like that it's such a nerd thing to say but no nah, um, man it's cool you have like a destiny tattoo don't you yeah well I, yeah i have three now I, yeah I got my first tattoo um right before covid right before lockdown and I got uh, a Hunter logo on my wrist because I'm a Hunter main. Mm-hmm. And then I've added the Warlock and Titan to my forearm. So, yeah. Nice. What's it? What? So can you just like briefly like tell me what, what is that? I haven't played it now in a, in a really long time. And um, what is that game now? Is it more or less the same or or would you say it's just more robust in the areas? Like, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, the one I mean, it's basically, you know, because you and I played a little bit, I think, of Destiny 1. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the same thing. I feel like the main difference is um, they've really, really fixed their storytelling or at least mm-hmm. made it better because Destiny 1, to get story out of Destiny 1 that made sense, you had to read lore tabs and lore <laughs> cards and subscribe to YouTube channels with people who are way smarter than me, you know, to get <laughs> shit right. And so, um, two, they, they, especially once they went to the seasonal thing where they're, uh-huh. you know, they're saying there won't be a three that they're just going to keep adding content or moving content to. And the way they've started to tell story is, is through seasons that are, you know, they'll, there's usually about 10 weeks worth of stuff. And they kind of, it's kind of like time gated where they give you a certain amount of stuff this week. You come back on reset Tuesday, they give you a little more of the story mm-hmm. and it kind of goes from there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's probably the main difference from, from the last time you may have played it. Sure. Uh, I feel like the, the narrative is way stronger, but. Uh, but the core gameplay, and they've added all new abilities and different subclasses. We have new powers, and you know all that typical bullshit. But mm-hmm. but the main the main thing that I really, you know, still enjoy about it is is just how much better they're doing with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I mean for me, like what I always loved about, and I still I mean if I were to pick it up now, what I still love about Destiny is the way Bungie does console shooters. It's just. Yep. There's really, they're really, it's really untouchable. Like the way they make, um, the character feel and how, like the 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 play, the player, like how it feels to just shoot a gun in Destiny, yeah. is yeah. 
unparalleled to anything else and they've always been i mean since you know since halo to to, to oh, now yeah. but it's even more so because you're you know 60 frames a second now and like it just yeah, yeah. everything feels so good and unique um that it really stands out and i think that is always what's going to help them um and uh yeah I, i'm curious about the future of destiny myself because it, it I, i'm not really sure what they're trying like where they're going with it or yeah like yeah. you said yeah they're gonna keep making just like if it just becomes destiny with no number like i feel right. like that's like it's well, just yeah. world of warcraft <laughs> like, right well you know the other thing is like they're they're bringing marathon back as a new ip so mm -hmm. oh it's, yeah it's, i forgot uh, about that yeah so they dropped the trailer for that at the their big reveal thing on bungie day or whatever bungie and that day. does not look like it's going to be my jam uh at all um mm -hmm. online only competitive rescue shooter like yeah, i'm too old for that shit man i can't <laughs> play with these kids like that so like <laughs> i need my slow solo player stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm with you man i see people playing like yeah like uh, i don't know like those like uh battle like modern warfare yeah. battle royales i'm just like wanted, it seems man, so stressful like, <laughs> yes i wanted to like apex so much because i love respawn i love titanfall yeah and like the character design in apex is so cool yep. yeah and i did it one time once yep. I was like, yep. nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I died so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I grew up on like Unreal Tournament, right? I like a map <laughs> that I know I can, that I get used to. And then I know the map. <laughs> like, that's my favorite part, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying the Battle Royals don't have like their like maps, but it's just like, I like a nice small place mm. that I like can poke around and, and, and have fun and get used to. My brain can wrap around it a lot easier yes. than... Yeah. anything else yeah then something the size of a small country like you know, yeah. like, like no i don't need that in my life and then like the whole thing with those battle royale games is like they stress me out i, I can't well because like it's like you're watching this number continuously go down you're like shit when's it gonna be my number like when am i you know when are they gonna get me and shit and there's like people right. are around every corner i can't yeah, meanwhile you gotta like find all the guns you need and all, and, like, grab all the things like I, I i don't know just give me okay. jump pads and yep. give me a, yep. a, a frag gun uh, the the yeah, <laughs> um all right i've also been playing uh i got the new forza which oh, okay. uh is is really boring and great I, like that's mm -hmm. the best way that i can explain it i'm not like a heat like I, I really loved gran turismo for the playstation mm -hmm. which is also very boring and very fun um but uh i played like i don't know like the four four is it like two or three on the 360 didn't like it i really liked horizon yeah that's that's more my speed yeah yeah horizon was really good and the last horizon i liked but it's just it got it's so big that i just kind of like got a little tired of it like you know maybe about 20 to 30 hours in i was just like okay i, I think i'm good yeah. um this new Forza uh, is very, very beautiful. And if you just wanted a, a game where they're like, here, press X, you're in car, drive around, and then you're done. Like that's <laughs> that, like that, they give you that. And, and that's kind of nice. I think it's really refreshing in yeah. 2023 to play a game that's so straightforward and has like, it's frills is basically like how the car handles and how it looks and really like everything else. They're not trying to like microtransaction you. They're not throwing all these menus at you. Like you can buy like other things to buy more cars, but you don't have to, and they don't shove it in your face. It's not like Diablo recently that kind of annoyed me too about Diablo four, but it, it just, it feels like um, they really create an experience where you boot the game up, you select a track and you get in the car 
and you do the race and then you're done. And that's, that that's great because, and I, I will say this, uh, you were hundred percent correct about uh, horizon four. Um, yeah. It's everything doesn't have to be an open world. It's a racing game, dude. Like, yeah, like I'm good. <laughs> and then to speak to your other point, um, especially about menus and this, this blew my mind, but I bought, um, the last modern warfare, not the one from, I well, not, I guess it was last year, whichever one had ghost on the front modern warfare two. <laughs> Who knows anymore? I, man, all I wanted to do was play the campaign. I only buy those games for campaign, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah. They don't want you to play it. They want, no. they want you to buy skins and was, they want you to buy map packs. <laughs> yeah, it was under like four different tiers of menus before I could even get to the damn campaign to install it. Yeah. That's, I don't want to play your battle royale and that's the first thing it's like installing this and I'm like no 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 I want the campaign <laughs> yeah you're like I want to I want like a, a cinematic like yes. interactive story yep. um it's funny you mentioned that too okay so force is great if you like to just is a it's a boring car game and you just like zone out you can put spotify on in the background when you're playing mm -hmm. it in the, the xbox it's great it looks yes. beautiful the cars handle really well. The way the haptic feedback works on the vibrations for when you turn is just incredible. They did a great job, but it is what it is. But I, to, to speak to your point about like narrative and video games, I actually went back and I re-downloaded. Uh, do you remember the Spec Ops The Line? Yes. Oh, yeah. God, so fantastic game. Yeah. So I was thinking about like, because that game's story is one of those game stories that like completely like t-bones you it, yep. it like it tor towards the end like it gets if it, it fucks you up like it's like yes. it it starts as like this pretty like standard like modern military desert third person shooter like cover based shooter you know and then all of a sudden it goes in a direction where you're like losing your mind and you're like what yeah. is happening yeah. and and like I, i'm kind of trying to like i'm, I'm getting through it slowly because i'm, I'm kind of trying to formulate like some sort of like thesis on like how like video game and narratives. I mean, they're a lot different now. Video games are just different in general, but like, they're, like something about those like linear um, narratives like that, where they where the developers were really able to be like, this is what we want to like tell you specifically. Right. And then, and then like, uh, you know, um, and it was, a, it was a spec ops, uh, you know, IP game, which is also super weird because that game before that was not like this game. Like, right. like it was just, it's a very strange, and I don't, I don't think it made a ton of money. I have to kind of look at all no. that stuff. I think it kind of, it like, like reviewers thought it was really interesting, but I feel like it didn't make any money because it was just like, oh, it's another like, you know, uh, you know, we're white guys shooting people of color yeah. in the desert game. <laughs> and like, it just kind of was, it's, it was like at that time where those games were, I think feeling like, rubbing people the wrong way but if you like yeah. stuck with it you realize what they're really trying to say about what yeah. the war was <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so cool you bring that game up man because the only reason i played it was because it was a, a psn game on the ps3 uh-huh you know and so i downloaded it and i was like yeah, i'll try it out it looks neat and then i, I blew me away and then I, I brought it back up to a buddy of mine last year actually because I, I ended up buying a copy on the 360 because i wanted to replay it and mm -hmm. he had, he loves military shooters and he'd never played it. So he bought yeah. it. He bought it and played it too. He loved it. Yeah. So it's cool that I'm not the only one who knows about this game. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that game is, is, is it, it's incredible for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, 
And I think that like, you know, that time that that era of video games is really special to me because I, that's kind of where I played a lot of these games that I feel like are, you know, peak, you know, narrative games in a lot of ways. I'm not saying video games are bad now, like they're they're great now, but it's yeah. just there's something about that era of gaming that really you don't see um, anymore and games just take longer and to make and they're not taking as many risks with game because it's such a huge mm-hmm. huge business now than it used to be um right. but yeah the line is uh that's a horror game really when you get down to yep. it yeah yep. also also there's, it's really cool that the environment is so uh you can interact with the environment so much you can like shoot out like glass where there's like sand and you can like get guys mm-hmm. to like you know take guys out off of it because it's in dubai so it's you know right. you can take them off skyscrapers and stuff and like there's just yeah. really sandstorms like, are coming through and stuff like yeah like there's like really thoughtful things about that game that uh i really miss um that i just don't see any as much anymore yeah. um okay let's let's we got a, we got a few minutes before uh before our recording uh <laughs> before oh. i'm too poor to pay for more recording space um so let's talk movies uh I saw um, The Creator, which I really, really dug. Um, it's a very beautiful movie, like looking. Coolest like AI units I've seen in live action before. Um, I think, though, that if you've watched a lot of sci-fi or read a lot of manga or watched a lot of anime, I think, especially like the cyberpunky stuff, I think you'll be like, oh, okay, like I've seen a version of this story before. Yeah um so like there wasn't any big like oh my god crazy surprises but i think if you wanted like a good sci-fi movie highly recommend it uh it's like two hours and 10 minutes might it feels a little long the last act the writing where they decided to go with it i wasn't super crazy about but i thought it ended you know it ended well and i think that the whole movie itself it it has a lot of great interesting thought-provoking moments um and uh you know, everyone's so funny because they're like, oh, AI is like such a big fucking conversation point now. And it's like these kinds of movies have been made for like so long. Like, yeah. what the, like what is wrong with you people? Like everyone's like, this is what's going to happen. And it's like, bro, like we've been, like, like have you watched Ghost in the Shell from the 80s? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Do you want Terminators? This is how we get Terminators. Like, oh, okay. yeah, like, I don't like it. This is not new <laughs> concepts. But anyway. I digress. I think it's it's really cool. Gareth Edwards is awesome. You know, he did Star Wars Rogue One, which is like yes. my favorite Star Wars movie. Yep. Um uh after Empire, I guess. But I, I feel like it's you know, it's it's definitely worth seeing. I don't think he made a ton of money, unfortunately. So you may want to catch it like this weekend or the next. Yeah. Uh, um I'm excited for it. It's just one of those things that <clears throat> you know, I even at my age have, have yet to ever live in a town that actually had its own theater. I have to go out of town to go to theaters. So uh, I don't get, I don't, I rely a lot on streaming and stuff. I don't, I don't make it to the theater as often as I'd like, but I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that out. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I went and saw it in IMAX, which doesn't really, IMAX doesn't really mean much anymore when it's digital, it just means the screen's bigger, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it was, it was very beautiful. Like very, like visually arresting the movie was. Um, so I, I very much recommend it. Um, have you watched anything super great lately you liked? Um. So I, I, we're kind of doing a thing for the for the podcast um, where we're going to watch something new to us every day this month. So I've been kind of doing that. And I've, I've decided to go through because I blind buy so many Blu-rays from like Vinegar and oh, Arrow. Sure. And so I was and I and I always intend to get to it. And then I just put it on the shelf because the new shit's coming out next week or whatever. <laughs> stuff. So, um, so I'm watching a bunch of old stuff right now. But 
Uh, I've I've seen um, I was I was looking at Letterbox on my phone. Sorry. No, you're good. Looking away. That's what I'm doing. Um, I guess the newest stuff that I've seen. Uh, I saw the Boogeyman. Um, oh yeah. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, uh, I gotta check that out. You know, I love that story. Um, that short story. I think it was in Night Shift. Mm-hmm. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading that in eighth grade, and I was. I was in Mr. White's English class and I was supposed to be reading something else. I had my shift open in my lap and I was reading the boogeyman scared the shit out of me. And he caught me reading and he yelled my name Uh and I threw the fucking book, dude. Like he scared me so bad. Um, So this, the, the movie kind of does, um, it's, um, it's a guy's name, Rob Savage or whatever that did, um, the zoom horror movie. Oh Yeah. Um, and then he did that one that everybody hated with the uh, the MAGA girl as the main character. Um, I can't, I'm blanking on all these, but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but this movie does kind of what the Black Phone did, where it like, it takes a very short story and kind of presents you with what the story does, but then kind of goes in its own way and like uh-huh. on it. And I feel like it does it in a really smart way. Uh, and the creature design was fucking phenomenal. Like I thought the Blue Man himself. Uh, it was done by the same guys that did the monster in um, the ritual. You saw oh, that. damn! Yeah, that yeah. that creature design is otherworldly. Yes, yeah. So it's not it's not that cool, but like at least he knew to go after those guys because of their cred. Uh-huh. And could have been just any other boring, you know, long haired kind of mama thing. thing. Yeah, it, there, there's some really interesting stuff with it. Um, so that was really cool. And then I saw um, the last voyage of the Demeter. Uh, oh really yeah that. you dug that uh yeah I, I thought it was really good um i hate that they had to change the marketing to to dracula last voyage of the demeter because people weren't picking up on it <laughs> <laughs> people read books mitch they don't know i know they're... man I was <laughs> like, come on guys like <laughs> but uh super fun creature feature like really strong performances from everybody involved uh, uh-huh. man it, that movie is not afraid to go there uh with certain things um, there's some stuff for that movie where I was like, well, that's not going to happen. The fuck it isn't. It's like, <laughs> it was pretty gnarly, man. I really yeah. liked it. That's, uh, that's really good to hear. Cause I, I meant to go see that in the theater and the theater it was playing in was a theater that I have to drive, you know, kind of out of the way for not my favorite theater. And I was like, ah. and like, it, it kind of got shit on the reviews, but for me, like the people who I know who like horror movies, uh, mm. which is quite a few of you, um, uh, it was, um, I, 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes. Zoom is Diablo flooring me right now. They're like, you wanna, <laughs> you wanna pay for the season pass and get unlimited record time? <laughs> like probably soon I will. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people who I know who like horror movies really dug it. And I was kind of bummed out that I didn't see it in theaters. Um, is that streaming now? I haven't checked. Yeah. Okay. What's it? Is it is it like a rent of like eight dollars or is it like one of those like twenty dollar rentals? I, no, I think it's. Just, I don't think you. Um, I think you can buy it. and It's like twenty bucks or so. But the Blu-ray is just about to come out, so I, I think I rented it and it was like seven or eight bucks. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. That'd be fun. That oh shit. Okay, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch, especially this month. So I think I think I'm gonna take you up on that recommendation. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that would be great. Uh, the other th- so we got we got got eight. I want to give you time to be like. I want you to, you know, talk about your mixtape and talk about, <laughs> you know, your OnlyFans page and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, 
So I just I just quickly wanted to say that uh, I I haven't watched the last episode yet, but I've really enjoyed the Continental on Peacock, which is like the okay. prequel to John Wick. It takes place in like the seventies uh, or something, and it's about yeah. the you know the the hotel that's in John Wick. Um, right. When the first episode came out, all the reviewers like like I don't know what was wrong with them. Like they were just like had to stick up their butt about it. But I think it's doing okay now on Rotten Tomatoes. But I thought it was, I think it's good. It's very entertaining. The second episode was like definitely like a lot of filler and like taking its time. But it's like three like hour and 20 minute episodes. Mm. Uh, and I still have to watch the last one. But I I, I think it was it, like if you want like dumb schlocky action yeah. tied into the John Wick, you know, Mel Gibson's in it. And well, like, no. yeah, <laughs> he was canceled, but, <laughs> but he plays an asshole. So, you know, like, I feel uh, like that's the, like, the, <laughs> trajectory he's gone in it's like he's kind of steering into the cancellation by just being a dick and everything yeah, <laughs> yeah and he plays a really hate like you hate the character he plays so like you you know it kind of makes sense and yeah. you know what it, it's hard because he is such a good actor so, right. yeah, so like when he, when, he, when he plays a dick he's really convincing um <laughs> but uh i i very much recommend it if you like i, I mean you could watch it without watching John Wick. I feel like like it's not like it's not like Keanu Reeves shows up or anything like it's in the right. 70s it's so it's so removed from those movies. Um, so I, I really, I really been digging that. Uh, so I recommend that. Oh, and I'm about to rewatch again, probably for the 10th time in my life, but Silent Hill from 2006. Cause I'm right about that. Cause it's been about, I revisited that. Uh, uh, last yeah. Year. Does it hold up? I feel like it does, man, but I loved it the first time and people seem to hate it. So no, I love it too. I think that movie is excellent. The second one, mm -hmm. the second Silent Hill was, was not very good. No. There's a no. lot of like weird CG and like which is uninteresting story. Yeah. But I thought the first one was great. Sean Bean's in it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Rana Mitchell. Like there's some yep. really great like like uh people in that movie. Um and, and it's and, just atmospherically very creepy. Yeah. I mean, and the performances are kind of wonky, but like that's the way the game is. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that was part of people's issue with it. Maybe they weren't that familiar with the game or something. Mm -hmm. But for, for an adaptation of the first Silent Hill game loosely, I mean it's I thought it was great. Yeah, for a video game film adaptation in 2000 and whatever, right. it's pretty exactly. okay. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was like, I mean, I like the first couple of Resident Evil movies. And then, mm. I don't know if I dislike the newest ones, but they're just, I don't know what you'd call those movies anymore. Yeah, I know. They're just I like, like they're just like action bubble gum. Yeah. Where yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson's like, look at my hot wife shooting yeah. things. Those, the, uh, I kind of fell off on those for him, but I, I really like that last one that people hated. So, yeah, I I thought it was. I think I think like they'd always come out. People would just shit on him, and I'd watch them. Be like, I don't know. Like I've seen some really bad movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Like, like this is not good, but like it's got a lot of money in it, and it looks okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like it, you know, I I think I think if you watch a lot of horror movies, you've seen a lot of really bad movies. Yeah, and so, sure. like, your expectations are, like, really bad. Oh, my God, man, or video game movies. Like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I liked Monster Hunter, so that tells you where I'm at with video game adaptations. Oh, shit. I never even watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that. It's something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That World of Warcraft. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of yeah. them that, that are, like, interesting. Yes. Anyways, Mitch, I think we're going to wrap this up because we're running out of my, my free trial mm -hmm. Zoom <laughs> recording space. I would love to keep talking to you about all the nerdy things because I, I it's really fun and you're very good at it. Oh, um, so Mitch, where can people find you? Where 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 are you? What do you do? What's going on? 
Yeah, I'm not as much as I used to anymore here on the old interwebs, but I am on Blue Sky. I'm, I'm Mr. Bones almost everywhere, or Mr. Bones underscore DBW, and DBW stands for Divided by Werewolves, uh, which is a horror kind of pop culture podcast I did with my friend Brandon. Uh, we do episodes every other week. Episode 183 dropped uh, today. So uh, we've been doing this for a little bit. We're not very good at it, but we have a good time, and some people listen to it, which is cool as shit. Uh, <laughs> You guys are good. I feel like I feel like the 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 podcast vibe should go back to just like talking to dude, like just talking dudes talking, dudettes talking, whoever whomever talking about like really low key about things they care about. It just everything feels overproduced now, which is uh, my struggle with <laughs> contemporary podcast. I have a lot of struggles with contemporary things. Clearly, but. you know that it's fun. That's that's kind of where our our kind of podcast was born from. I mean, we would play video games together and have these conversations about you know the new mcu movie or fucking you know whatever or something like that and brandon was like we should probably start recording these i was <laughs> like well, you figure it out man i'm down and then and here we are six, six <laughs> yeah. later you know <laughs> you figure out the internets on that one because that sounds like yeah. too much work <laughs> of my head man but if, if you can figure it out i'm down to do it so <laughs> So divided by werewolves, uh, Mr. Bones, uh, DBW, all over the internet. Uh, I will make sure to uh, somehow link all this stuff. I'm. This is Mitch was very gracious to do this with me. This is my first inaugural, you know, podcast situation here, and uh, I, I I don't really know how it all works. I'm doing this solo. So um, previously, when I had done podcasts, other people had handled the back end things of it. So I hope to be able to link to Mitch directly um but mitch is a cool guy he likes cool things and uh we've known each other on the internet for like over a decade yeah long time thank you for having me for this man i really appreciate it i had a great time yeah it was super fun yeah i i I think i think this is good we can always do it again uh for something um i'm not sure what this podcast is gonna be just yet it's not something i can do really every week uh my job is very demanding and um my other free time is spent writing and trying to do all the other things. Oh, you're killing that stuff too, man. I'm just going to tell you that I'm uh, loving, I'm loving the, the, I think it's the sub stack. Is that what yeah. It's yeah. I'm loving it, man. I got everything you you put up there. I've read. So. Oh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. It's uh, you know, I got to the point in my life where I was like, I don't want to write for anybody else. And I want to write still. What can I do to make a project? Right. <laughs> and, right. Uh, just pick the thing that I'm very, very good at and specific about. And uh, I asked a few people, including the person I was dating at the time, I was like, I think I should like maybe do something like this. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's been it's been growing and it's, it's doing really well. And I just hope to keep adding things to it and bring more friends on. Like, this is fun for me. I don't really care who talks, authors, big authors, and also just my friends who are doing their thing. So, um, yeah. Anyways, Mitch, thank you so much. And uh, that will... This that will conclude the I got to figure out how to stop recording. I don't want to just shut. I just don't want to make you disappear. Where how do you where is. OK, here we go. Uh, thank you for for listening to my podcast with Mitch. Uh, like uh, like Mitch said, you can you can find him on the interwebs. Um, Mr. Bones pretty much everywhere. Um, and the Divided by Werewolves podcast. Uh, give them give them a listen if you're really into especially horror stuff. Um, I used to podcast and write a lot about horror movies and things, and I had a had a good time. And uh, I still am very much uh, in love with with the genre. 
Um, so uh, give give them a listen. Um, uh, of course, you can find me uh, Damage Per Second on Instagram. Um, you can also find my Substack through that. All my links are there, but my Substack directly its URL is just Jesse Bartel, J E S S E B A R T E L dot Substack S U B S T A C K dot com, and it'll take you to the page. Uh, working on a lot of fun stuff. Um, and uh, October and and October through December is all the Gears of War. So a lot of Gears of War content. Also just other things too. Um, but, uh, you know, Gears of War is definitely the, the fixation. At least the first five novels written by Karen Travis. So take a, go over there, take a peek. Um, and thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>